to the weekly review presented by the Macro Review. I am your co-host, Parker Johnson, unfortunately not joined by Hugo, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the episode. But first of all, it's been a while, so I'm glad to be back, happy to be recording episodes again. If no one has said it to you yet, it's a little bit late, but Happy New Year. I hope you had a good start to the year so far and have good projections for where the year will be going for you. Without further ado, I'd love to kind of jump into the schedule for this week. For this week, we'll be talking about a big week for sports, football, and coaches in particular, a presidential dropout, Boeing and what's going on there, Starbucks and some breaking news on that front, as well as a brand new Bitcoin ETF. And then at the end of the episode, we will dive into some of the updates for the macro review. So let's get into it. Starting off in the sports space, if you haven't been following along with college football, the college football playoffs just wrapped up on Monday with a big win for Michigan. So if you are a big blue fan, congratulations to you. They beat out Washington, the Washington Huskies in a really, really good contest. And a lot of those players will be able to see next year in the draft. So congratulations to them. On the back of that, there's been some news regarding some of the coaches in the NFL and as well as in college football. Jim Harbaugh, the coach of the Michigan Wolverines, is potentially going to consider a move to the NFL. This was something that was debated last year and it just didn't end up working out. He came back and obviously that was a great decision for him as he went on to win a national title but it looks like there's a little bit more openings this year for him. And so there's potential that he might jump over to an NFL team. Some of the teams that have been kind of floated around as potential landing spots for him are the Los Angeles Chargers, as well as potentially the Las Vegas Raiders. I would personally put my money on the Chargers, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. The One of the greatest coaches of all time, Bill Belichick, has announced that him and the Patriots have decided to part ways. This is not something that I think too many people are surprised by. It definitely marks the ending of a great era in New England. But, you know, post Brady, he was never really able to create the same success. And, you know, you can put that on Brady, you can put that on a lot of different factors. But unfortunately, uh, they just weren't able to do it. And and this year was a, a real disappointment. And I think that the management and Robert Kraft for the Patriots have kind of decided it's time to turn over a new leaf, hire a new coach. And so we'll kind of see what happens with that. I fully expect Bill Belichick to move on to a new NFL team. So, you know, post Super Bowl, it'll be really interesting to see where he goes and if he's able to kind of recreate his success of the 2010s. I think when Brady left and then was able to win a Super Bowl in Tampa, there was definitely some question about whether it was really Brady that had won those championships. I think there's definitely more of a sharing of the success in New England, but this will kind of be a chance for Belichick to get a fresh start. 
one of the greatest football coaches in college also announced that he will be leaving, and that is Nick Saban, who was the coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide. He had such a great legacy, um, you know, has won the most college national championships and and has done amazing things in Alabama, has created this sweep of Alabama players into the NFL. And I'm, I'm sure he's proud of that. And, you know, I think this was just kind of the right time. You know, he was certainly hoping that he could end things on top. Unfortunately, um, you know, was kind of was beaten out by Michigan. And, you know, it, it's sad to see one of the greats leave, you know, not on top, not having won that final season. But you know, he certainly has a legacy that will live on at Alabama, and it'll be really interesting to see who steps in and if they're able to kind of fill the shoes that, that he leaves behind. Um, Mike Rabel from the Tennessee Titans also left, so there's another opening, and, you know, he's been tossed around as potentially filling in Belichick's spot as well. So, you know, a lot of movement on the coach carousel, if you will. Uh, so it'll be a really interesting offseason, not just for some of the great players in the NFL and, and some of the great players in college football, but also, you know, for the coaches. And it'll be a chance for a lot of coaches to kind of cement their legacy or, you know, it might tank their legacy if they go to a new program and, and aren't able to kind of recreate the success they've had. On a different note, on uh, the presidential competition, you know, that started to heat up the presidential race. Chris Christie has officially dropped out of the Republican running. And so that leaves, you know, still a number of, you know, top candidates, but he made the decision to drop out. Interestingly enough, he did not endorse any candidates. A lot of times when, you know, a candidate drops out, they take their kind of final speech and their goodbye to endorse someone that they feel would be the best fit. And he didn't. And so, that kind of leaves a lot of things up in the air. In case you're, you know, keeping track at home on the Democratic side, obviously Biden being the incumbent is the kind of front runner for the Democratic Party. On the Republican side of things, Trump, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Ron DeSantis are all still in the running. So still four on that side. And then from the independent side, RFK Jr. is still in the mix as well. So it'll be interesting to see as we get a little bit closer uh, what happens with that. Definitely want to, you know, recommend to all the, you know, U.S. citizens that, that listen to this to sign up to vote and, and get out there for the polls because your vote does make a difference. And of course, if you are listening from another country, please sign up for your local elections as well. Moving on to some aviation drama, there has been more drama for Boeing as an Alaskan Airlines flight had their one of their doors, one of their security doors, fly off mid-flight. So they were, I believe, at like 13,000 feet in the air and the emergency exit door flew off. Thankfully, the person that was supposed to be there had kind of a burning toast moment where they missed their flight and weren't in that seat. And so no one was was hurt. I heard reports that a child's shirt was ripped off by the kind of pressure change. I saw that someone's phone flew out and actually was recovered and works. And so maybe that's the best iPhone ad you could possibly have. But obviously a very scary moment. I, in my most recent travels, when I was home for Christmas, actually sat in the exit row and I was on the door side. So, you know, if, if you haven't been in there a while, you don't actually have an armrest on the door side. Your armrest is the door. So, you know, theoretically, 
if you're sitting in that seat, you might be leaning against that door. And so if that door flies off, you are in for a very, very scary landing. Thankfully, they were able to land the flight successfully. You know, congratulations to the crew, I think are in order because they did an incredible job of, of keeping people secure and, and, you know, alleviating a lot of the fears as they landed. What's interesting is now there have been reports that have come out that there were actually some quality control issues. So some of the bolts weren't screwed on, some of the door plugs may not have been attached correctly. And this is just another step in what has been a tough last, you know, four or five years for Boeing. You know, if you, if you don't remember the 737 MAX, I believe, you know, their Series 8 had two crashes in 2018 and 2019 where, you know, hundreds of people died and, and obviously massive tragedy. And then, you know, here in 2023, Four, you know, we have these these door issues, and you know, if you look at their stock, and obviously it's not about the money, but you know, on January fifth when this happened, their stock was at two hundred and forty nine dollars, and it dropped ten percent, uh, pretty much immediately, and has been on the downward spiral downward spiral since. So, you know, really unfortunate. Um, definitely something where you just can't have those mistakes happen. You know, air travel is obviously inherently risky, but this is something where it's the most base thing, you know, making sure screws are screwed incorrectly seems like the easiest step. And so, you know, if you're messing up on that step, that definitely calls into question the more important factors when it comes to them. And so it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Um, you know, they're known for obviously more than, than airplanes, but, you know, that is really their main draw and the main thing that people know them for. So they definitely need to get things in check quickly. Moving on to somewhat of breaking news, Starbucks has actually been accused and is currently being sued um, because they're accused of rigging their app so that users leave money and are forced to constantly add money. So the Washington Consumer Protection Coalition is currently suing them for about $900 million basically alleging that they are forcing users to, you know, put money in, in kind of predatory, a predatory manner. So if you add money on their account, it's, you know, you have to add in fives or tens. And so what they're basically saying is their drinks are not in fives and tens. And so by not allowing users the option to add a certain amount of money, there's always going to be money left, which then encourages users to spend more money because they have money in the account. Starbucks is, is such an interesting company because they have, you know, this app where you can upload money on. They actually have somewhere around $1.2 billion in consumer funds on that app at any one time. So they're larger than some banks. And so it's, it's interesting to see them going after Starbucks for this. It really calls into question, where does the line get drawn on consumer protection? You know, is consumer protection something where Starbucks needs to do all of the work? Are we allowing consumers to make their decision? You know, Starbucks isn't forcing anyone to, you know, put money on the on the app. You know, you are you are more than able to use money from the app and then supplement that from with a card or or something along those lines. So there's no forcing them. But at the same time, there's definitely a strong encouragement, a little bit of arm twisting, one could say. So it'll be interesting to see what actually happens with this, if there actually is any, you know, lawsuit that, that gets dragged out, if they settle or, or what happens with that. And at the end of the day, if they end up changing their app.
Our last bit of news is another kind of breaking story in that a Bitcoin ETF has finally been announced. Um, this is something that the crypto community has really been wanting for a while as the next step to normalize crypto and, and make it more of a financial, a realistic financial mode. If you don't know what an ETF is, it's an exchange traded fund. Basically, it's something that's traded like stocks, but it's going to contain multiple different stocks or bonds. So, you know, you might have a fashion ETF or an environmental ETF, or in this case, a Bitcoin ETF. And the reason ETFs are so encouraging for the crypto community and something that is so needed is it allows people to get into crypto but it takes some of the risk. And I, I will say, you know, all ETFs, all stocks, all crypto is inherently risky because you don't have any control on what happens to the bottom line of it. But one of the concerns of crypto is the idea that it's completely decentralized. While that's certainly one of the greatest aspects, it's also a concern if you lose your crypto wallet, your cold storage, or you forget your password. You know, you could have a billion dollars in crypto on a crypto wallet, and if you lose that or forget the password, no one could get in because there's no one governing body. And this kind of allows a user to invest in the crypto space while it, it's managed, the fund is managed by, you know, a larger financial entity. It also kind of removes the risk of specific markets. So, you know, it's not one specific Bitcoin, you know, it's not one specific trading enterprise that you're taking it from. It's a it's a collection of them. It certainly opens the question to will there be more crypto ETFs in the future? You know, Bitcoin is obviously known as the, the most common and the highest trading crypto, but you have things like, you know, Ethereum, Litecoin, Solana, all these other ones that have a lot of traction. It would be interesting to see if there was a crypto ETF where it's just all sorts of cryptos. You know, that kind of removes the ability for some one person to make a massive impact. If you don't remember, there was some drama with Dogecoin, which is kind of Elon Musk's most um you know endorsed crypto where he had made some comments and dogecoin shot up and then you know some people lost money some people gained money his one comment really made an impact and so it'll be interesting to see in the future what happens with that there was definitely a lot of excitement about it on thursday 4.6 billion was traded across these different Bitcoin ETFs across different financial institutions. So that's a really positive sign for the space. Um, and so we'll see what happens, but uh, definitely something to track, something to look forward to. You know, if you were crypto hesitant, maybe this allows you to get into the space. Finally, some macro review updates. So as I kind of mentioned, Hugo is not currently on the pod. Um, he just got a new job. If you don't follow us on LinkedIn, definitely be sure to follow the macro review and then me and Hugo, but he recently got a new job. And so we're kind of working out the kinks of, you know, when he can record, what he can record. And so we'll hopefully have that kind of ironed out in the next week or so. In the meantime, I will continue to do these weekly reviews as it's something I really enjoy and something that I think I'm able to provide some information on, you know, pretty quickly and, and solo. So hopefully we'll have him back on the pod relatively soon. And we'll also start to have guests this year, which is something we're really looking forward to and something Hugo is, is definitely taking the lead on. We also have big news in that we have a website. 
If you go to themacrorevue.com, you will see our website, which has a catalog of all of our old episodes. It has the ability to interact with us and, and kind of speak to us more directly than just sending an email. There's, there's forms that you can fill out. We also have articles that we're starting to write. So those articles will be stored there and you'll be able to kind of read through those. And finally, we want to build this into a community. When I joined the Macro Review, you know, at the end of last year, one thing we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that it wasn't just a mic and a pair of headphones. You know, me and Hugo obviously live in New York City. We have people that listen, you know, all over the United States as well as all over the world, which is an incredible thing to have. And we want to tap into that and be able to connect people across that. And so we have some really exciting things planned for this year, and we'll definitely dive into those, you know, as they're coming up. But check out the website and join the community so that we can, you know, send you the events that we'll be doing. We'll be doing some virtual, hopefully some in-person events. And it's something we're really excited about. And, you know, we'd love to hear your feedback. And I am the sole engineer and engineer is definitely in quotes. Um, you know, it's mostly Squarespace and a little bit of me. So, you know, if there's some bugs, if there's some some errors or anything on the website, please let me know um, so I can fix them. Uh, and, and really excited to get your guys' feedback on this. That's all I have for this week. Looking forward to an exciting year and we will be back next week. Thanks so much and have a good one. Bye.